0: Have you listened to all of my favorite murder? Like, are you up to date?
1: not even close. There's so many episodes.
0: Okay. There's only 200. So calm down. That's a lot. It's not
1: that many. I um, did go through their Instagram because I was like, how did they start? And, you know, how many likes did they have in the beginning? They were like churning out like cute shirts and fan art like right from the get go. So I was like, maybe I'll try to draw some very stick figure fan art of us. It'll you're be gonna really bad.
0: T- you're going to draw
1: like your own <laughs> art, and you're going to call it fan art. <laughs> like I'll like your quote. I'll relevate you, and then you—that's <laughs> a fan of you. I just can't do me. I, <laughs> I don't even
0: know what to do with that.
1: I—I uh, I mean, if anyone else wants to draw, I us, love. I welcome it. You
0: know what I love? I love that you think big. <laughs> I love that for, for you and the us.
1: problem when you're a dreamer is that What is the
0: problem when you're a dreamer?
1: Is that sometimes you live in your little fantasy head world and your real world is nowhere near as wonderful as you imagine. Stop it, like do you want to know true next facts show, here? I could show. tell that on iTunes the general listening time to our episodes is thirteen minutes. <laughs> which is an average. Like, maybe there's someone who's only listening two minutes and there's someone else who's listening the whole episode. I listened to the whole episode (laughs) of ourselves. For some reason, I like that better. I like that there's some people listen to all some that listened to like three None. minutes ago nope not for me versus like everybody listening 10 minutes in and going oh for fuck's sake so by these bitches. by
0: mentioning three options you've now mentioned all the people who are listening to us <laughs> on itunes literally and no. one of them is
1: me well we had to have i think four reviews before they'd show reviews so
0: oh, well wow.
1: there you go and i told you it wasn't me and i went and verified it wasn't my sister so
0: I, is she on there now
1: she said that she would give yeah, us one. Yeah, because that's
0: so important. Uh, yeah, please do like and subscribe because all of my other podcasts I listen to, the real ones, they are always encouraging their listeners to like
1: and subscribe. Boop, boop. Yep. Bitty boop. Bitty, bitty, Boop. We're now a jazz podcast, <laughs> but all, only
0: super experimental. <laughs> bop.
1: Centered around death.
0: Bottom. You just talk and I'll just like riff. Oh <laughs> <Look>. my god! <laughs> we would just watch that average of thirteen <laughs> minutes go down to like <laughs> an average of two. Or maybe
1: they it make oh us really popular in abstract so circles. So funny! Oh, god. oh,
0: those giant avant-garde jazz circles <laughs> that are listening to podcasts. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Brooke Aiello. and I'm Haley White, and this is Dead Folks Podcast. <laughs>
1: Are on episode five. She is accurate. And, <laughs> <laughs> and our subject matter today is
0: platitudes of gratitudes. Yes. Platitudes of gratitudes. So this whole topic came up because Haley has some real, real specific things that she is mad at you for <laughs> saying to her after her mom died. Like... Still quite angry, and I also am a total idiot when I talk to other humans, and made some mistakes. And um, we wanted to talk a little bit about, like, probably don't say,
1: well, or just be aware of. Just th- yes, well, yeah. I think what we want to talk about today are uh, things that we didn't appreciate hearing versus things that we appreciated hearing and that people did yes. and then you can choose for yourself you know what you want to do but yeah. but this is just our this experience. is just us okay, so then. um h bear, get started get started okay i guess i'll start with <laughs> what you're referring to <laughs> because it's true i i think i have carried it more than i realized it's uncomfortable to talk about because i feel it's one of the things that it's one of the isms i am is non-religious that um I think makes certain segments of the population very uncomfortable and sometimes I think religious people feel very put upon by people who aren't religious wanting that out of their world. And when my mom died specifically other times I can just kind of brush it off but a very big part of the reason my mother and I had a complicated relationship was because she was religious and I wasn't and it was a constant source of trouble. And so when she died, hearing whether it's that people were praying for me or that, oh, she's finally going to be with her parents and her brother and everything like that really sparked a lot of anger for me, um, not only at the time, but I guess still. <laughs> and I I do think some people weren't aware and were just trying to comfort me in the same way they would want comfort themselves or they would comfort other people. And I think some people were kind of condescending about it and like trying to make a point.
0: Wait, I'm sorry. Like they were saying like they're looking in the eye and being like, she's with her creator now. And I'm praying for you with the eyes of like, it's too bad you won't be there.
1: Sure, maybe. But is that what you mean when you say pointed? I mean, I do feel like there was definitely a call, an altar call at her funeral that Awkward. I think was was specifically meant for my sister and I. And that one was actually not the main reason I was mad about the preacher. I, I was mad because my mom had given so much time and money and love and affection to this particular church and this particular preacher. And he couldn't be bothered to do her service because he was prepping for a missionary trip that was a month later. And i just was like that you have no god in you sir and then the guy who they did get um he just kept not only did he pronounce some of my family members names wrong but he kept like referring to how ready she was to die and one of the things that i do appreciate about her faith is that she wasn't scared of death and she had really come to terms with it and i think that's quite a beautiful thing and i admire that about her faith but he was making it sound like she was eager <laughs> to like get there and like mm-hmm. leave the planet and that was sort of making me mad but in terms of that specific altar call I wasn't super angry but the I just felt like a lot of people were praying for me because I because I need my soul needed it my sister too um, and the, the main thing is anybody who knows my mom and I or even just one of us or even just my sister or her or whatever knew that our relationship was complicated because of religion and that my sister and I aren't religious. And to say that to me is just very thoughtless. Mm. And and it's just not appropriate. Like, I wouldn't offer any of my hippy-dippy bullshit to, you know, like, I'll look to your stars and check your Enneagram and, you know, any of that bullshit. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't do the opposite, whatever the opposite is, to other people. So I just really wish people would respect that when yeah. they're making those You wouldn't like sacrifice a goat on their behalf <laughs> for them or anything like that is what you're saying. I can barely eat animals much less I'm just trying to tease sacrifice you. It was supposed to goat. be funny Yeah, it was funny I'm laughing on the inside. <laughs> okay <laughs> I know I get worked up Like I yeah. I, I can feel myself being kind of tense So um, yeah, so that was for me really difficult. It continues to be, I think. Yeah? You know. What? And by that, you mean what? Just, you know, when you run into people who bring her up, a lot of times it's all... I, I understand that she was a very religious person, so she hung out with very religious mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. and it comes up, you know? I get that, but um, I don't know. It just it always gets under my skin it's yeah. it's not comforting and if people m- truly mean to be comforting to someone who is mourning a loss and to offer that then it's embarrassing to say because I know there's such people just uh really sort of feel sorry they believe it so surely which is great for them that they feel sorry for people who don't and it, it there's just a lot of my shame which I have much of it is sort of wrapped up in being non-Christian because of the way I was brought up and it has nothing to do with like guilt or shame around not being a Christian because I'm fine with my choices and have got there uh, in a very purposeful way but the people who are you know I am sure on the opposite side of the coin they feel like yeah and you're trying to take out under God from the coins and the and well, the Pledge of Allegiance and all that stuff. It wasn't
0: added to the Pledge of Allegiance till the 50s in McCarthyism
1: anyway, so we all need to calm down there. I would happen to agree with you, but I'm sure they would have their reasons, you know. Yeah. I mean, I totally,
0: I have some, I've had some horrific experiences with religious folk in my youth. I think probably anybody not of the mold, like... Mm -hmm. who was brought up in a smaller town anywhere in America has probably been burnt pretty thoroughly by religion at some point in their life. And I can certainly think of quite a few times when people have said stuff and I've just been gobsmacked. I remember in school, like middle school, I think, somebody was like, well, it's just really sad that... um, It's really hard for me to be with this one girl who um, is Jewish because it's just going to be so sad when she's not in heaven. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? yeah and it's just like that sort of like weird faux benevolent creepiness is soups off-putting i 100 percent agree
1: so anyways that 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 was the biggest i i just wanted people and so many people said it and yeah offered it and to and me and my sister both were We're just just so frustrated and and it's like the kind of thing where like someone's reaching out and they're like hugging you and it could be a really great moment and then you're immediately put off because it felt like you weren't being seen. And you feel like you can't... It's a subject you can't say. I, I, I felt like I was never where I could be like, I don't want... You can pray for me all you want behind my back. I'm fine. You believe whatever you want. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. But don't do that. Yeah. It's gross. It's icky.
0: I can very much empathize with that on a certain level because I too am always a little bit like, hey, how about you don't put your thing on me? Like, let me, let me just do... Let me just be. Thank you though. I am wondering... So, for instance, one of the things that a uh, very nice, like my mom had this one frenemy. I'm going to only use pseudonyms. Make it S- fun. I am. Don't waste it. I'm trying not to. It was her frenemy, and her name was Murdy. I like Murdy. Murdy. Okay, so her name was Murdy. And she was always soups condescending to my mom. And like I don't know, weird, like weirdly flirty with my dad too, like in front of her husband. It was always the most bizarre thing. Anyways, she bought a. Oh, this is gonna totally give it away though. Maybe I should stop the story. Nah, she's not listening. Okay, so she bought a what? Can you change what
1: she bought? No, no, oh, it's integral. Okay,
0: it's integral, and you're gonna find out why in four seconds when I say what she bought. A mass for my mom, mm-hmm. and so, and you're supposed to do like one mass. On the first birthday after someone passes and me and my dad went to it and she was very nice enough, you know, but it was so strange. This is so random and not on our topic, but it was so strange because we met for breakfast first and then we, we, me and my dad and then we went to the mass and I just remember suddenly seeing her with my mother's eyes Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: being like, oh, cuz this woman murdy was always very nice to me so i could never quite get why my mom didn't like her and i saw her with my mother's eyes and and i was felt like this ability to like vindicate my mother with like a little just the just really cold politeness
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you know how like sometimes i'm i seem snobby no <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I totally was like that as a partial vindication of my mom. And my mom was always very like, I don't know what her relationship was with r- religion, but it was always a little like, huh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I heard people telling me like, oh, I'm going to pray for you, I always just heard like that's what they know how to say when what they mean is like I'm gonna, you guys are on my heart.
1: I feel like on some level I know that, but I think having such a troubled relationship Mm. with religion growing up and in my family dynamic Mm. um, and what I see it do to the world that there's all this extra layer that's already there. It's like like when you're already defensive about something and then someone says something just completely nonchalant and doesn't mean anything and you're just already riled up. You know, it's so funny you should say that because I
0: was just thinking the thing that made my mom that made that always pissed me off was, oh, she went too soon because I was already felt very defensive of the fact that she died from alcoholism and we were not enough for her to choose to not drink. Right. Yeah. Um, Which is not how it is, but how it felt, obviously. So when people would say like, oh, she's gone too soon, I would be like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I didn't write the book. Like, I didn't write the the screenplay, so I didn't, I didn't have anything to do. What do you want me to say to that? What do you... Yeah. Oh, she was gone just too soon. Yeah, I guess, in a way. Also, though, she wasn't conscious for, like, the last month and a half, so... Uh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. That always irked me. Did you get any questions from people about, like how you handled the last part of it like in ter- like nosy people who were asking like how much how much more fame were you giving her and that sort of crap No that's mm. weird. I think people were just interested in talking about it. I don't think there was like any accusatory anything happening.
0: I remember when sister died a lot of people I had never met before were suddenly pumping me oh and like heather randomly for information via facebook because it was a little salacious Mm -hmm. and that was really gross so don't do that if you want information about something that is a tragedy in someone's life how about just just wait a second because they're a private citizen like unless you can hear about it on tmz they're a private citizen and deserve
1: some space yeah, I that, that's something I think Facebook etiquette, we have talked about this before oh, a little yeah. bit. I think I'm a little more sensitive about it than you are. But I know someone, I had a friend from high school who died when he passed people from town, because I'm from a very small town, started posting memorials for him like pretty much right away the same day within like an hour. Mm. And I remember hearing about one of his family members, his aunt or something, found out about it via some random person from our town. Oh had yeah. did it, and that's just really terrible. So, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong giving your love or memory to someone in a public way like that, but to just be respectful of, of the fact that, like, the, the Facebook world moves at a very different pace than the real world. And, yeah. like, maybe these are the kind of situations where you consider the real world.
0: Yeah. Like, by asking, do you know if it's okay with the family if we, like,. Or waiting for the yeah. family
1: to post, because once they post, then it's out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just putting a hot second in there mm. yeah. i 100 percent agree right. yeah there's been a couple other deaths of like family members that i have found out via facebook and i'm like uh hi uh what were the things that were really genuinely good for you
1: one thing getting to kind of what you were talking about in terms of like Uh, frenemies and like what's good for people it made me think of my mom had this friend who was a genuine friend she really loved her but she had a bad habit of her boundaries being different than my mom and not respecting my mom's boundaries so she would want to be helpful by like doing laundry and stuff and my mom would say something like no I don't feel good which would mean a I don't feel good I don't want company and B I like to fold my laundry a certain way. So you're not really helping me. All you're doing is doing my laundry and then I have to redo it. <laughs> and then she would still come. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. that kind of, in terms of being helpful, I do think being specific is so much better than saying, let me know if I can do something. Because I think when you're grieving, you can't think of what you need you can't be you can't be call bothered to call people and 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 even be aware of who's available to help yeah. you however if people pick specific things but are still mindful of what people's boundaries are and 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 that hey maybe someone does want groceries or dinners but they don't necessarily want to have it with you and it's nothing against you it's just cuz they don't feel like having company like things like that so what i really appreciated <laughs> everything is about food with me is I you know uh, our friend Heather had like a key to my apartment because I lock myself out a lot, and I just remember coming home from like doing stuff at my mom's house and her, there being an, a text from her like there's a casserole in the fridge take care of yourself and like a couple times her being like I'm going to Chipotle I'm gonna leave some stuff on your doorstep does this sound good and I didn't have to see her I didn't have to entertain anyone or do anything but I was taken care of and that. I'm getting teary eyed just think yeah. that it, it meant everything
0: it really does people dropping food off yeah was I, my everything
1: well everyone jokes about like <laughs> there's always so much food like the right away casserole yeah yeah but like even the people who remembered like in the coming month or two because you know I wasn't just not taking care of myself that and not even just food but just finding something specific where you're not getting in someone's way but you are Helping ease their burden, I think is is really, for me, it was wonderful.
0: Yeah, for me, it was just people willing to be there. You know, my Uncle Pat is, like, in so many ways, like, the rock of our extended family. And when Mom first got sick, he came down. And when Mom died, like, he was there within hours. I mean, and same thing with, uh, you know, Uncle Mike. And it was really so beautiful to you know that someone was there to take care of my dad so that I didn't need to take care of my dad. Oh, I thought of something else on a totally different topic that totally filled me with rage. And it's the stupidest, smallest thing ever.
1: What?
0: So my dad insisted on planning her memorial service, which I was skeptical about because I kind of think of planning events as kind of my thing. <laughs> but he was doing his thing. And so he got the VA hall and, and arranged for the room and bought a whole bunch of alcohol Which, the irony, Mm -hmm. was maybe not clear to anybody there. (laughs) And um, some sort of Italian food, I forget from where. And he, oh my God, I'm still... He had plastic plates and cups and forks. Horrifying to me. (gasps) And plastic tablecloths. Oh my God, I was horrified. I was horrified. I was so... And of course, I'm like... (laughs) Of course. The audacity. The audacity. And of course, like, I'm just projecting, right? I'm just mad because my mom's dead and and I'm sad that she's not there anymore. But a little bit also in my defense, it was like she would have. So I'm not like snobby out of nowhere, like randomly. Like that comes from someplace. And a lot of it comes from victorian literature but the part that doesn't come from victorian literature totally comes from my mom because i know my mom would have been like oh did you see the plastic plates and cotton? i mean she's somebody you know she got the china out every year for christmas like you don't think she would have considered her own death important enough for <laughs> like
1: glass at least nice plastic
0: <laughs> like glasses and <laughs> stemware and shit i was just like dad what are you and i was so upset I wonder how much
1: <laughs> of, of silly stuff like that is just trying to process your grief with like, like anger is so much easier oh, to rest in. so much in. easier. I remember, I, I was mad all day. And <laughs> I remember, I remember at my mom's funeral, my sister and I had planned it, we're both event planner so that makes sense and we wanted to keep it nice and simple and we had the people who wanted to take part we had given them very like small helpful ways to do it and my mom had a friend who showed up that day with this entire (laughs) how did you describe it last time oh my god it was like a shrine but it was like a small pop-up thrift store of my mom's belongings (laughs) <laughs> Which probably was not as horrifying to anybody else as me. I think it only mildly annoyed my sister and and my aunt and my cousins. It filled me with so much rage. It was so hard to get. I just was so mad every time I looked at it. And did this person though also ask to like keep some of the stuff? Like, oh, you, oh, you don't yeah, want this anyway? Well, do you? yeah. At the end, said it like that. Like, you don't want any of this, so I'll keep it. Which you know, that's the kind of stuff that my mom would have been like, yeah, she can have it. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. her, but
0: that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that, oh my God.
1: So so that gets back to the like be clear about how you can help. Yeah. do it in a way that's not breaking people's boundaries. Also, just be aware of when you're n- you think you're helping and you're not and you're really doing it for yourself.
0: I mean, I would say over communicate for me. like I would rather you just, like in terms of like i want to do this and this for you yeah for you is that good i yeah. want to bring it at three is that good yeah
1: that is that good is really that's something i would have appreciated so i keep so it opens up the door to say no we don't need that yeah
0: and then we we'll say oh all right is there anything else so then?
1: then so then they're not in a place where they're like i did this for you and you're like i didn't fucking ask you to I sh- yeah also this is a shitty pop-up thrift store you're it, it, but 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 when I think back on it, like I remember how mad I was, but I also re- remember how silly it is. Yeah. So I just wonder, like, did I? I think I was so sad mm-hmm. that I wanted to be angry instead. Yeah. That, that felt yes. better. Yes. I
0: totally, totally, totally get that. Yes, because that's anger is a safer place to rest, but it's the place that's going to kill you, right? Like, yeah. You
1: can't stay there forever. You
0: can't. Be- I mean, can't you think of so many people who never leave Angertown? Yeah. Like, you gotta get out. I mean, yeah, yeah, the
1: green, the grass is green, and there's some shade there. And it's Well, there, uh, you, there's a lot of self-righteousness in Angertown that isn't necessarily in, like, sad town.
0: Yeah, but you know what? You can only stay there shortly because the grass isn't real grass. It's astroturf, <laughs> and that, that shade isn't from a beautiful tree. It's from some sort of, like, plastic umbrella thing. You can't live in Angertown. <laughs> you got You got to get to Grief Forest.
1: <laughs> Go camping. Go camping. I no. just really do strongly feel no. that so that you can get to bargaining... City? No, I don't know. Oh, 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 you're doing like... sounds like a thrift store. It does. I was (laughs) like, oh, so you can go thrifting? That sounds great.
0: I went thrifting before I came here. It's the best thing that's ever happened.
1: I... I just <laughs> I love that you were creating like a little village. I, in my brain, it was like Candyland. Yeah, yeah, But Like grief. All land. the different stages of grief. Yeah, yeah. But what's wrong about that is they're they're really just all on top of each other At It's the same it's like, time. You, it's like building a city on an Indian burial ground. <laughs> so you're for sure haunted till you die. Yeah. Great. Good. That it, so it's very much like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And good. Wonderful. At first, I
1: was like, oh, I feel icky about this comparison, but it's actually pretty apt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like no, no real healing happened for me until I sat in my grief.
1: A hundred percent.
0: Like, because I, I was mad at my dad. I was mad at uh, my mom. I still struggle with that. I was mad at Murdy. <laughs> I was uh, never mad at my brother, strangely enough.
1: Interesting.
0: Awesome. You know, I was mad at everybody. Privilege check, right? Oh, because he's a white man? No, oh.
1: because because you have a relationship that oh. wasn't like fighting over the will or whatever. Oh my god,
0: right? Yay. Yeah.
1: Or how to bury her or whatever.
0: I wonder what it's gonna be like when my dad dies. I wonder if he will fight over stuff.
1: Do you anticipate that? I don't
0: know. I'm I gotta say, I am a little I am a little salty that my nephew human nephew, a very cute little boy got a uh, gets like a little extra bump every Christmas every so often and my beautiful son (coughs) a cat child Prospero gets no bump from his grandfather
1: I'm gonna leave that on because I think that's a very (laughs) important key to your personality to include that oh okay you should talk I talked a lot already okay so here, I actually have a list. Of gratitudes and platitudes? Because I I went to grief.com and looked up an article or a blog post about things, like the 10 worst things to say to people, the 10 best things to say to people.
0: Okay, wait. Let me see if I can guess what some of the worst ones are. Okay. Just from my personal time. This, oh, it's a fun game. Do it.
1: They're better off now. He's in a better place. That's one of them. Yep. Yes.
0: Um, yeah. Duh. Even if you don't believe in heaven, obviously, but you know what that doesn't help? How sad I am right now and how much I miss them right now. I miss them. I miss them. We're aware of the fact they're no longer with us. We feel it as soon as we get consciousness. Every single day, we are reminded of the fact that they're no longer here and they're probably better off. Great. That does a lot for me. Thank you. Thanks for that, Barbara. Do you want to get some more? Yeah. Um in a better place.
1: There's a very big one that a lot of people say. I don't know. I know how you feel. Oh
0: Yeah, I know how you feel is bad. Yeah. Do people really say that? Nobody said that to me. No. I not that I remember. I'm just so blessed with barely remembering things though.
1: You know what's something that made me think of something that I did appreciate? I loved it when people told me like news stories that I hadn't heard about her. <gasps> oh, those were the best! Or yes, s- and some people shared pictures I hadn't seen, and some of them like dating way back. That was really cool. If you have a story of someone's loved one that maybe they haven't heard that,
0: or even if they have heard that, is just like a beautiful story of them.
1: Share it. Yeah.
0: Share it. Oh, those are the 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 stories I got from. They were my favorite, and getting to tell. All I wanted to do was tell stories about my mom, good and bad. I wanted the freedom to just cel- to just talk about and celebrate everything she was and all of the ways she was. Mm. Because all of the ways she was are phenomenal because she was a human in this world, you know, and, and she touched my life and she touched your life. And can we just talk about that one time that she called for a waiter while scratching her armpit? <laughs>
1: so specific but
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know that's a wonderful one I'm trying to think what other ones do they say um better place I know how you feel
1: what did they leave you (laughs) is that on there no um so some of these aren't specific to to write when they die because like one of them is aren't you over it yet which that's not right away but yeah. that does happen you know why aren't you why haven't you grieved on our timeline and not your own Oh are
0: you still upset about that?
1: Yeah, that sort of thing. Something else they say is like for when people are older when you say at least at least she lived a long life, you know. Great. Which at least she had kids. At least she whatever. At yeah. least whatever is never something you should lead with. Another one they have is Oh, yeah. The whole God wanted her to be with him, which just sort of gets back to my point. Um, it was her time to go. Oh, yeah. No, that, that is the worst. That I got some of that.
0: Oh, God always takes his brightest angels. Mm-hmm.
1: God must have needed her more than we did.
0: It's like, fuck you, God. I need her a lot. Yeah. Is our podcast now just reading websites?
1: No, <laughs> I just wanted to. It, this is what norm. This is like a thing yeah 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 and then the other one which i think people do say is be strong make sure to be strong and they don't mean it they don't literally mean like you have to be strong but they say it like you know power through you'll get through this it'll get easier time will heal all wounds all that Mm. all those platitudes that aren't true i don't know did did you hear a lot of those i didn't hear a lot of those oh really yeah (laughs) i feel like i heard most of them uh
0: i I just may not make myself as, like, available to people as you do. I don't
1: know that I do. I think people, so so something about me, I, I think I have, like, a look. I have a very ma'am look. You know how I hate being called ma'am. So weird. Anytime I'm in a store, I could be wearing a band shirt with, like, overalls and flip-flops and my hair uncombed, and someone will ask me as if I worked at Target a question it it has happened to me where i've been like in target for 45 minutes and four people have asked me if i work there it happens in walgreens it happens at nordstrom rack it happens everywhere i don't understand it but apparently i do have a a look about me that in that says welcome come tell me your things when on the inside i am the opposite of that person i am remember my painting that taylor did that is like a cactus that Mm -hmm. says free hugs
0: yes i know that's me i
1: know I know it is. But people don't see the cactus. They just see free hugs.
0: And they're confused all the time, I think.
1: (laughs) They're like, where did these come from? I'm like, why? (laughs) What's funny is because I do think I give off, you know, I've been single for a long time. And I do think I give off a vibe to people, like, not interested, Mm -hmm. like, don't approach in that sense. But in terms of, hey, tell me all your problems or, or let me, like, listen like a therapist, I have some, I have, like, this honing, like, lighthouse like, come to me, and I will get a coffee and block out an hour for you. I don't know what that's about. Maybe it's because I'm always trying to solve other people's problems. Who knows?
0: Maybe. I'm trying to think about what people said. If, if like, I just wasn't listening, or if I was just really well insulated, if I was just doing automatic translation into what I thought they meant to say, <laughs> which is just like a saving device, you know? Like, oh, I'm sure that you don't mean to say that horrible thing. I'll just...
1: Erase it from my memory <laughs> as quickly as you said it. <laughs> um, according to this website, they say.
0: Give s- them the website. Like, we're going to oh, steal from it, the It's
1: on grief.com, which is okay. a great resource if you if you have are grieving. There's actually lots of great uh, websites out there. Also um, if you
0: want to start your own podcast, you can just um, read grief.com on the podcast.
1: Here. You could do that. <laughs> um, just saying, I'm so sorry. Because because it's you're just sorry (laughs) that's uh, that's helpful. Yeah. Um, saying I wish I had the right words, but I don't, which I think people can identify with. Saying that you're here to help, but I kind of disagree. Um, I think you should be specific because I just don't think people will ask for your help unless you tell them how you can help. Oh, this one has thoughts and prayers on the good side. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, my favorite memory of your loved one. We covered that. Look at us knowing what we're doing. Just give a hug instead of saying something. I will say this. The one thing, one of the ones that stands out to me from my mom's funeral is my my friend Brooke, other Brooke, <laughs> her aunt Cheryl, uh, who I've known my whole life and who had lost her husband a couple of years before. Mm. When I saw her at the end of my mom's reception that day, she just hugged me and went mm, and patted me and that was it. And I just remember having such comfort in that m- yeah. moment because I had been hearing so many prayers and her in a better place crap and mm-hmm. was so tense all day that when she did that and there was, I, I was like bracing myself for it and then it didn't come and it was just a hug and just like a, like a guttural, just a ugh, hug. I know. And that was it. It, it. it like in the moment, like that was like the one that like got me in the gut that day.
0: That's lovely.
1: Um, it says something you brought up just being with the person when they need you which i think is i mean i just had really had so, the best
0: yeah i just had so many people come through for me so solidly just willing to be there i'm really lucky
1: yeah all the rest sort of are in the same vein so are there any others that you remember or anything even in in the time sense probably just talking about it huh just being just, able to just
0: having i you know i think that we're in a unique position that with it being something that happened so quickly to uh, people in our circle it's just been so comforting to have uh, other other women to to look to as like a way to grieve or it being okay to still be sad or uh, it's made me much bolder in being like to people who I know whose parents since my mom has passed I know two women whose parents have passed who live don't live here and they've come home and it's been like oh my god my mom's dying and i've been really uh f- felt freedom to like reach out to them and be like hey you're in town can i steal you for an hour to get because it? it's been like long slow mm-hmm. kind of decline situations where it's mm-hmm. like do you want me to come over and say hi so you just have someone else in the house with you while you're just sitting with your said you know you're very very sick elder parent mm-hmm. um and that has actually given me a ton of comfort and kind of allowed me to s- sit with them in their grief, but also kind of adjacent to my own. Mm-hmm. And I would say, don't. I think that sometimes people like want to run from what they're feeling, and so they're like, "I'll oh, I'll help out," and then if I help out, I don't have to feel anything because I'm busy, busy, busy. But I think that if if you can allow yourself to to reach out. It can really be a, such a helpful part of. Uh, it's it has been in the small way I've been able to just be minimally present. Been really useful. I understand why people volunteer for hospice. Yeah.
1: No. Because. God, heroes right there. Oh my gosh. It, it's just crazy how how those type of souls can yeah. just just integrate so seamlessly and carefully. Well,
0: and also, there's the volunteers that are just like. Hey, I'll hold down the fort so that you can run to the grocery store yeah. or get an ice cream. Like, th- what a big heart to do that. Even if you kind of suck at holding down the fort, like at least you're... <laughs> at
1: least you're a presence.
0: Yeah you're, yeah. you're keeping them from whatever you're there for. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think all in all, I've been very lucky to be blessed with seeing so much more of the good side of humanity through the process than the bad and I know that that's not the way it is for probably the majority of humans in the in the world
1: do you feel I had a question I do feel every day (laughs) I have another gratitude okay (laughs) just I just want to say thank you to everyone in my life for the last three years not Mm. just when it first happened who ha- have let me make space and conversation for it. Mm. Obviously, you are one of those primary people. But I think it's interesting when I talk to people sometimes about her and I notice a discomfort with people who have not gone through grief, I just find like a little like, oh, you'll know someday. like, And then you move on. And then you just go... Yeah, maybe they're not my kind of people right now, you know. But yeah. there's such a extra connection, I think, that has l- really layered some of my friendships with yeah. people that I can talk about it with, particularly artists that I've met mm. in the time since that also do grief work. I'd like
0: to say I would like to advocate for it to be a more acceptable topic because the uh, the some of the most painful times I've had in the past six months have been months have been when i have brought up my mom or my mom's death and everyone has been like oh way to ruin the room and i didn't bring it up like you guys my mom died like it was like someone's like oh is your mom seeing the show and i was like nope my mom is dead literally that way that was the exact delivery and everyone was like oh well way to make it awkward and it's like I literally I mean, made a joke about like it. You were like, I was
1: trying to make it not awkward when you just assumed that my mom could make it to something. Yeah,
0: like... Yeah. Or I, I that mean,
1: or asking, like, what are you doing for Mother's Day? Well, maybe going to my mom's grave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I
1: just wish there could be space
0: for people to talk about their dead loved ones. Like, why does why does it have to suddenly become this weird thing? And has it always been that way? I don't
1: think, no. I I could be wrong but some of the research that i did my first semester of grad school and like trying to figure out like what is the deal with the way we grieve in america <laughs> um <laughs> i'm sorry i thought jerry seinville was in this room right now but it's still just Haley white thank you, thank you. I'm such a good actor <laughs> what's the deal <laughs> um is that when western medicine came into mm. the picture and we started really focusing on prolonging life at whatever cost mm. I think that's when the switch happened because in older cultures all over the world we used to really connect uh, death and life is more of like a circular thing and then once, once we started doing that then it became this like avoidance factor and it became this beginning and end mm. thing and because we avoid death and we don't treat it as a cyclical normal part Heart. it becomes this like taboo thing and yeah. I, 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 I've read that in a couple articles and a couple books. And, I and just it really like, resonated. I, yeah. It makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. I wonder, too, if there's something about now that we're so removed from all sorts of death, like think about it. Even 100 years ago, people were dying more on the reg, um, even though we still have some of the worst uh, infant and mother mortality rates in the uh, whatever, what, what, what do we call it? Yeah. Modern world? Yeah. Anyways, you know, people I think were dying more often from other things, uh, even 100 years ago, and, and you still were living on a farm, or at least, at the very least, saw the whole creature that you're eating. Stay with me. Okay. I think that we're removed from all sorts of death th- these days. Like, even little deaths like gardening deaths. Like, you drive around... And there are gardeners like in North Fresno that and I'm sure most like nicer shopping places where they they don't even ever let a flower like go to seed and die like they scoop it out and they plant a new one. And before you even see that one has gone on its full journey Mm -hmm. and and people we don't ever want to see especially a woman who is like going through that process going to seed <laughs> no jk that's not what we do um but like it, it, we're so yeah. as a society repulsed by it and divorced from it i think it's inevitable that it becomes increasingly taboo and you know as soon as something becomes increasingly taboo that's when it starts to get all hanky dinky wrinkly plankly
1: yes <laughs> wise words from brook Ayello. no but that's even Shut connected. Up, like a, a full third of that was wise yeah no wise words yeah even connected so so to me that's similar to the whole circular thing it's like uh i remember one of my advisors lives up in the arctic circle and she was talking about how
0: i just want to pause and say like of course one of the advisors in haley's my hippie dippy school mfa
1: art healing school (laughs) lives in the arctic circle yes but she she was talking about how she was at this ceremony for when they kill walrus to eat. It's like this whole thing where they, they it's like a sacrifice where they say thank you to the animal and they they segment out the flesh and, and like cut it up in a very specific way. And, and the people are very in tune to the animal giving them food and and even doing that is is a cyclical thing that that we don't we're not connected to our food in that way yeah. we're not connected to
0: yeah yeah anything
1: yeah. in that way yeah
0: and that disconnection is what I feel I am constantly fighting against when I want to make art I want to fight against that disconnection and and it's what I'm always like further connections is what I'm always like screaming about to my poor poor students about like the power of theater to do because I I just feel like so many of the ills we're currently faced with can be boiled down to the seemingly hippy dippy idea of being connected is we're just so disconnected
2: yeah
1: I, I would venture to say that even our art sometimes is very disconnected in this world because it's created there's something to the idea of like we're doing an eight show season regardless of what we're we feel compelled to oh do? Oh God, yeah, you I know that, that that uh, I didn't even think about this until I was in grad school, where one of another advisor talked to me.
0: This one's working near the Amazon.
1: She's actually in Canada, but um, she was talking about the excess of consuming and making art. That when you're wasting valuable resources, mm. your own yeah. time and energy and everything, to make art that you're not that isn't moving you in a way that you feel like you are making a difference or making a connection that in in a sense that's just as bad as wasting resources for the planet like it's the same thing and yeah. that and and it's wasteful for audiences to that's you know i get really burnt out watching stuff that i don't feel that for and then you go do i just not like theater and it's not that it's that you want that connection and when it's disconnected yeah in art um it's the same disconnect in Everywhere in else. relationships in life and everything
0: yeah, but the only option is to keep trying, right? So sometimes well, no, you're going to miss or to rest. And <laughs> what
1: kind of crazy rest <laughs> is this?
0: Are you even an American? I mean, Are you a French I person? <laughs>
1: I I wish I have some nerve right I, I'm like one of the busiest people I know and I'm constantly I remember when I was younger like I would if I visited a masseuse or a chiropractor or someone and they'd be like wow you're so tense I would be like almost like it was brag worthy like, mm. like oh they said i have like the most tense back like I'm so stressed like that was like a good thing and like now I'm constantly trying to be like I want to be the relaxed person well
0: that's this new gig economy too but that's also another topic i would i'd like to grieve the idea of retirement and paid holidays can we can we talk about the grief of not having the life that those fucking boomers had can we talk about that grief for five seconds already because i am sad okay i think we should wrap up i feel like we've talked about this really more than we needed to.
1: Yep. When we post this, feel free to share things that worked for you and things that didn't work for you. I'm
0: begging you to tell me when I'm wrong. I'm begging you. Actually,
1: we're both, we, we would, as we figure this out, we would love feedback. We want so to know much. what works, what makes you laugh, what makes you, uh, feel connected what doesn't what are do what what parts are you like guys just leave blank alone
0: yeah i mean tell me about my mouth sounds do it do it i know it i know it and i need to hear you tell me maybe that's what i need to stop making these sounds count
1: how many times i say um in any case th- those are some thoughts on platitudes and gratitudes uh normally we Send you off with our theme song, which is What Even Is Life by My Sister and our listener, Lindsay White. We think from now on, what we're going to do is try to play a different song or poem or just audio recording of something that's related to grief. And this week, um, I'm going to play a song that is by My Sister again, which is a song that she originally wrote about our mom. And then, very quickly after our mom died, her friend Jeffrey Joe, and I say her friend, but he was my friend too. I'm Getting choked up. Wow, Aww. I haven't talked about him in a while. Um, he died, and well, she was out on tour, and so she started singing the song where she changed the pronouns for him, and so it ultimately became his song, and, and now it is his song. Um, so I'm going to play that, and if you like it, please go to iTunes and order. Because she's essentially the third dead vote. <laughs> okay. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.
2: Every wearing black. Every looks so sad. Every can't be seated now. Every ends up dead. Every are bow your head. Every Was there a time day. you are, will live another day. Ever you are, still misses. Ever you are, reminisces. Ever you So sad, everyone can't.